and welcome to the Cairns Writes podcast, home of science fiction, fantasy, and horror author Michael Cairns, me. If you like what you hear today, you can find more at cairnswrites.com and download free sci-fi novella, Childhood Dreams. In a world where intelligence is reversed, where the younger you are, the smarter you become, Prisoner Harris is waiting for the end. Children, a science fiction short story. It's a funny old world. That's what my old man used to say. Anytime something shitty happened and left us even harder up than before, it turned to me and mum and say, It's a funny old world. Like that made it better. I think that's why I shot him. I mean, I can claim it's because of the hitting and the drinking, but really it was those five simple words that did it. Funny, really, how things turn out. Dad spent the best part of his life, the first 20 years, struggling, fighting, working his arse off while he could, before the rot set in and the simplifying began. Not that it made much difference. Dad didn't have much in the way of brains, even when he was supposed to. Once the rot began, he could barely tie his own shoelaces, let alone work. But still he'd sit in his chair, stare at the TV waiting for some young whippersnapper to impart words of wisdom that would change our lives. Never did, so me and Mum took to hiding, or pretending we'd gone out. Mum didn't really get why by then, the rot had got her just as bad, but I'd pretend it was a game and we'd open the front door, chatting loudly about going out to do something, then slam it shut and sneak into the kitchen. I must have spent most weekends in the kitchen, reading books, studying, aiming for the stars... Mum would say I was going to bring honour back to our family. At least, she did before she forgot what the word meant. Harris, your last hour. You can watch TV if you want. The guard's voice jerks me from my reverie. I grab one of the bars, a reflex from when they first put me in here, then let it go and subside back onto my bed. I can watch TV. Yippee. What's on? I ask. The guard shakes his head, shifting his two-big gun around on his belt in the vain hope of making it comfortable. After the disease began, the strangest sight was the kids arming themselves. Ten- and eleven-year-olds brandishing rifles as long as they were tall, trying to hold handguns with enough recoil to knock them off their feet. But it's amazing what circumstances can bring out of someone, especially when all the smarts are on your side. How did I even get to be in here? I say. What? Says the guard. He can't be more than nine, eight maybe. A lot younger than me, in other words. But that should only make him smarter. I said, how did I get to be in here? When it all kicked off, they were shooting adults left, right and centre. Five years down the line and I'm dumped in prison for defending myself against them. We did it for the good of mankind. You did it because you didn't want to follow the law. I did. But what would you do if your dad came at you with a kitchen knife? The guard shrugs. At least he's not trying to lie to me. How old was he? He asks. Forty-two. The guard winces, face pinching up like he's just sucked a lemon. He didn't have much time left then. Couldn't you have just waited it out? 
I'd waited it out my entire life. Sometimes you just can't wait anymore, you know? I do. I put mine in a home a couple of months ago. How old? I ask. Mid-thirties? Old enough. Not that old, though. They can't have been happy about it. Yeah, well, they don't get much choice, do they? He grins through the bars. He's young enough to barely remember the change. As far as he's concerned, life's always been like this. But to me... I remember when I was a normal kid, when all I wanted was the next computer game, maybe some chocolate if Dad had a good day at work. And I remember the first days of the disease as well. I remember when the newscasters stopped making sense and started joking around, using whoopee cushions, flicking rubber bands around the studio. I remember the Prime Minister talking live to the nation, explaining that due to the imminent release of a new computer game, Parliament would be closed for 48 hours to enable the Brits to get a head start on completing it over the US. I remember the next news report too. Two teenagers sat in the studio, making a hell of a lot more sense than the previous reporters, breaking the exciting news that a three-year-old had just completed said computer game in record time. After that, it was a slippery slope. Not all kids saw it that way. Most of them thought it was our turn, our chance to rule. They loved the idea of being smarter, of being in charge. None of them thought about the things we'd have to do, like putting our parents into homes when they unlearned how to wipe their own butts and feed themselves. Damn lucky there are enough people in their twenties willing to staff the homes, because there's no way I'm ever doing that job. Not that I'm far from twenty myself. They say you start to feel the rot before you hit 25, but I'm already aware of it, gnawing away at the corners of my mind. Mum was right, in a way, because I did restore a little honour. Took a year to get my computer sciences degree, another to learn the kind of programming that earned me enough money not to have to worry about it anymore. But I can feel the knowledge beginning to slip, codes that no longer make sense. Part of it's because I don't need it anymore. I've got about 45 minutes to live, so why bother work on remembering anything? Why did I stay living with them? Why did I put us both through the torture of living with Dad? Mum would have got our divorce years ago if not for her damn family. By the time they were senseless enough to not carry the way, so was she. I remember her right before the end, when she was so scared she'd cower, whimpering like a little girl. Which was... I suppose, what she was. Do you want the TV or not? The guard barks. He's in the prime of his life. Mobile, strong enough to be part of society, young enough to be close to genius level. He's not, though, or he wouldn't be a prison guard. They still aren't sure what determines the intelligence, what decides whether you're a genius or just standard smarts, but they're working on it. Yeah, go on then, I say, before ignoring it completely. At least he'll stop talking to me. Forty-five minutes goes fast. I thought it would drag, that the last hour of my life would stretch out, but it rushes past. The TV drones on and on about the glorious world peace our amazing Prime Minister has been instrumental in achieving. I'm not sure he's had any more of a hand in it than any of the others, but he's certainly been driving it. World peace in my lifetime. But Mum is still alone at home, crapping herself by now most likely. They didn't freeze my assets when I came in here, so I've arranged for care, but it's not the same. 
Most carers can only just hold a conversation, and their emotional intelligence is all but gone completely. The idea that someone might feel ashamed of sitting in their own shit, or embarrassed of not remembering how to open the front door, is alien to them. That's assuming they remember how to open it and let the carer in, of course. Time's up, Harris. Get up! The guard clanks his nightsticks against the bars. He enjoys that far too much. The gate slides open and I stamp out into the prison. The sound of other prisoners fills my ears. Some, many, are the mindless groans of men who were here when the disease struck. None of them are dangerous anymore. Most of them are utterly mindless, capable of nothing save gurgling and crying, spitting at the men who force them to eat, hose them down once a day. They say prison used to be a terrible place, but it's only got worse since the change. I look neither left nor right as he marches me to the end and through the door. I look straight ahead all the way through until we reach the door to the courtyard. As I step out into the sunshine, a lump fills my throat, choking me, and I stop, arrested in my forward momentum by the enormity of what's about to happen to me. They're going to kill me. Zero tolerance, the Prime Minister called it. He said that was where the adults had got it wrong. Too permissive, too weak. I agreed at the time, but then, at the time, I wasn't about to be put to death. The sun's warm on my face, heating my cheeks and forehead. It was raining last time I was out here on exercise. I don't want the sun to be out. It's wrong, somehow. But I can't control that. No more than I can the three men standing to one side of the courtyard, guns resting over their shoulders like broom handles. Five years ago, that's all they would have been. I lift my chin and step out, marching to the post. As I turn, put my back to it, I see the cameras. They screen every execution now. Funny how few of them there are. People are learning the Prime Minister says, learning the truth of what real laws, enforced properly, really mean. I'll be an object lesson, another brick in the wall he's making to return Britain to its former glory. I spit, ignoring the looks of distaste the boys around throw at me, and hold my head up as they chain my hands round the post. I've been told it's too quick to be painful, but I don't believe that for a second. I get a few moments whilst the priest... A kid who can't be more than seven murmurs mumbo-jumbo over me as though that makes things any better. Dad was always quick to anger, but he was quick to forget as well. He never held grudges, barely even remembered how angry he'd been. I never forgot, though. Perhaps I should have. Maybe then I wouldn't be here. I raise my eyes to the sky and take a breath. Then the guns sound and my world goes dark. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at cairnsrights.com and come back in a week for the next episode. You can also find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Goodreads and Twitter or email me at michael at cairnsrights.com.
Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at cairnsrights.com and come back in a week for the next episode. You can also find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Goodreads and Twitter or email me at michael at cairnsrights.com.